to launch the GCC podcast. I'm your host, Marty Duran, Director of Communications for the Great Commission Collective. We're a global network of churches partnering together to plant churches and strengthen leaders. Joining me today on launch are GCC's own Ben and Nikki Hurt. Ben planted Gospel Community Church in Goshen, Indiana last year, late in 2020. And they joined me today to talk about some of the process they went through, how they were, how they dealt with their calling, uh, what it was like to move, some of uh, Nikki as the planter's wife's struggles and challenges. Um, and it's a great conversation. Hope you enjoy it. This is Ben and Nikki Hurt. I'm here today with uh, Ben and Nikki Hurt, who live in, is it Goshen, Indiana? Yeah, that's, that's where the church is. Yep. Okay. And uh, pastoring a brand new, uh, recently, like less than a month old church plant, a gospel right. church. You guys, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Yeah, it's great to be a part of it. Thank you for, thank you for asking us. So, um, so where is, uh, where's Goshen on the map? What's it, what's it close to? What's it related to? So folks that, uh, don't live in Indiana or pay any attention to that particular state. Will have some- <laughs> yeah. So I am a huge Notre Dame fan and we are about 35 minutes away, uh, east of Notre Dame. So South Bend, Notre Dame, real close to the Michigan border. Okay. Okay. So is that like the North, Northwest corner? Uh, Kind of, kind of middle, kind of middle yeah. north. Okay, I would say. Okay, I don't. Obviously, I don't know anything about Michigan either. So my my <laughs> geography is uh, my church planning geography is off a little bit. <laughs> uh, so how did the, how did the launch go? Did it go as as well as you hoped? Uh, were there some hiccups that you weren't expecting? Uh, summarize that a little bit. So we actually started as a campus uh, back last year, April 2019, and you know I've been preaching every week since December. So, so really, it it was somewhat more of a formality. But honestly, it, it did feel very different for me because we're launching as our own church, and and mm-hmm. I'm a senior pastor. And honestly, it really went as great as we could have hoped for. Uh, great energy. Our people are excited. They're hungry to to kind of be on their own. Uh, we installed a new elder, our third elder. And so, man, our launch Sunday was, was great. I can't think of how it could have gone better. Yeah, it was, it was great. That's awesome. Nikki, how was it for you as the, uh, as the campus wife and or campus pastor wife, uh, transitioning over into church planner wife? Yeah. So it was definitely quite a journey for me. Um, Church planting is not anything that we ever thought we would do. In fact, we say we had like negative desire (laughs) to plant a church. Um, So, yeah, I mean, the Lord just worked in some very specific ways to kind of set us on this path. And it was um, really a journey of at least a year or maybe even two to where we finally um, kind of said yes to the Lord and just agreed in faith that this is what he called us to. And it was difficult, um, but it's also been just full of a lot of blessing as well. That's awesome. Now let's back up just a minute uh, for folks who don't know um, anything or much about being a Nikki Hurt. Um, 
where are you from? Just just the uh, the 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 elevator's pitch bio for both of you. Uh, ben, you go ahead and go first. Go ahead, Nikki. I'll let you go first. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, so I'm from South Bend, Indiana, which is not too far from Goshen. So I'm still pretty close to family. Um, my parents are still in South Bend. I have sisters up in Michigan. Um, so pretty familiar with our area. Mm. Yeah, I'm from Niles, Michigan. So um, that's maybe 35 minutes from here as well, just a little bit north of South Bend. So my parents, they, we grew up in the church. So I was I was one of those church kids who was there Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night at Awana. Right. Uh, so very loving family. Uh, God rescued me at a young age. Um, and as far as, as far as Nikki and I, we, we met uh, about 18 years ago. And yeah. that was kind of a, a funny circumstance. Uh, we had mutual friends. I actually dated a girl for a couple of years and their aunts, her aunts really liked me and they went to church with Nikki. And so they had this grand scheme to set us up. And I had no desire for a blind date because I had did it again. I had did it once and it was a disaster. <laughs> so <laughs> so we've, we, I was very opposed to that, but we knew of each other. And for some reason, I have no idea why, because I have no desire for karate now, but I got involved in a karate ministry at our church. And it was, oh, through, wow. yeah, it was, it was through that I met Nikki's brother-in-law and we just kind of hit it off real well and started meeting for accountability. And so he developed this grand master plan for the two of us to meet. And yep. so, and so they planned this Euchre party and it was at Nikki's house. And I thought, why is it at her house? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and, and me being naive as I am, I just thought, well, that was a good place and it was close to church. And so that's, that's why we did it, this Euchre party. So we met at this Euchre party and three months later, I really took my time. I proposed to her. <laughs> oh, man. And then a year after that, we got married. So we've been married for 17 years and okay. we have five kids, a 14-year-old girl, 11-year-old son, nine-year-old daughter, and four-and-a-half-year-old boy-girl twins. Yep. Oh, nice. Very cool. I was I was really hoping there was going to be a thing in there where you, you know, staged an interaction Whoa. like Kip Dynamite and his sensei to, uh, <laughs> to impress Nikki at the party. No, none of that happened. <laughs> I definitely missed the boat on that one. <laughs> so, um, so were you already called into ministry when y'all met? So I, I, had yeah. des I desired to be a youth pastor. Uh, I was not yet in ministry at that point. I had just graduated from college actually, and was working for a tent business seeking ministry out uh, okay. when we met. But that was part of the reason why we met is because she actually wanted to marry a pastor. And so right. that ultimately helped get so us nobody together. nobody ever took your temperature yeah. when you were a kid? <laughs> I know, right? Um, and not very many people knew that at all. But in fact, when my sister met Ben, she knew that he was the guy that others had tried to kind of set me up with in the past. And mm -hmm. she came home and said, Nikki, it's perfect. He's tall. He's a Christian and he wants to be a youth pastor. <laughs> so notice what she put in there first. That was, that was quite important. <laughs> oh, 
But oh, here's man, the thing, though. So she she was fine, wanted to marry a youth pastor, but she did not want to marry a Baptist boy. But <laughs> the problem was I went to a Baptist church. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. We so, got over that quickly. So, so uh, Nikki grew up in South Bend, but you didn't grow up um, uh, Roman Catholic, I guess. Is, 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 that, <laughs> is that a heavy presence there because of Notre Dame? Or is Notre Dame just like an island? can be a heavy presence. Yeah. There's a couple large Catholic churches around the area, but Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not like, I wouldn't say it's predominantly Catholic, but certainly there's a Catholic presence. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, So you, you guys wound up, I guess, at gospel city at some point, and we're going to, I guess we're going to skip some time here. We're going to skip your seminary years. Um, <laughs> you wind up at Gospel City. So, how did you wind up a campus pastor? What was there? Um, was there all of a sudden a burning desire in your heart for this, or were you like doing some ministry and leadership said, uh, "We want you to pray about this"? How did that come about? Yeah, so uh, I was a youth pastor at the church I grew up in for about five years. And um, I could go into detail later if you want, but ultimately we moved to Illinois for four years. And then, you know, just to be a part of a church uh, there that we was just dear to our hearts, that we were growing majorly from the teaching of that uh, denomination. Mm-hmm. And uh, long story short, uh, it just got to the point where I was working crazy hours and Illinois was really expensive. So we reluctantly sort of moved back to the Granger South Bend area. And it was at that point that we got connected with Gospel City and we listened to Trent Griffith's messages. And uh, it was very important for me that there was a gospel centeredness to the preaching and in in the singing and the worship as well. And so uh, we listened and online. And as we moved back to the area, we're like, this is a church that we're going to. And so we sat down with the executive pastor at the time, Matt Mendenhall, and we just kind of really hit it off. And, you know, the church was about six or 700 people at that time. And honestly, I thought ministry was done for me because, you know, there was a a large gap when I was in Illinois, I was not in ministry. And then I'm coming to this big church and I'm just going to kind of get lost. But I kind of had laid that down to the Lord and said, you know what, I'm fine to just work a secular job and be a part of this church and serve this church. But after meeting with Matt, just a couple weeks after we started attending, like it it became kind of his mission to hire me. It was just kind of a strange, (laughs) a strange thing. And so he wanted, it's a good thing. That's right. (laughs) And so about 10 months after we, we, uh, we had started attending there, they actually hired me on as the adult ministries pastor. So I was, I was on staff for about six years until uh, church planting became an option. And uh, Nikki, you can correct me. I'm, I can't remember how long ago St. Joe, Michigan came into the picture. They were looking to plant a church in St. Joe, Michigan. And that just kind of stirred my heart. Like, oh, what is this church planting thing? Like, I I, I don't want to do it, but I would love to just learn about it and be able to pray. But yet there was a stirring. And at at that point, that was when our twins were born. And so I'm like, there's no way we're going to plant a church with with new year, new babies, two new babies. Yeah, we can't plant a church with Jacob and Esau just getting here. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. That's right. So, but but nonetheless, we met with uh, Trent and one of the other pastors at the time and just say, hey, you know, any, any, what is this? Tell me more about it. But uh, it was very evident that it wasn't the right time for us. So that just kind of started stirring in me. Uh, And then, Nikki, how long was it ago? Like two, maybe three years ago, they started talking about Elkhart County? Um, Yeah. 
That yeah. seems like the right timeline. Yeah. So Goshen is it's in Elkhart County. So we were just yeah. looking at that region to plant a church. And so uh, we met as or they met as a, a had a meeting to see who would be interested. And uh, I was super interested and just like excited about planting a church. But again, like Nikki said, really negative desire to plant a church. And so they they met. Uh, we knew some of the people in the core team that we really enjoyed. And so we kind of followed along and they had, they started talking pretty seriously with the guy and we, and we just thought, okay, this is it. They've got it. But it was just strange because during this time they were talking with this man, uh, I, I started, I, I don't want to say I was feeling jealous, but there was like mm-hmm. this, this kind of like, Oh man, I want to do that. Why can't I, I want to be a part of that. Yeah. And so I remember telling Nikki, and if this door mm-hmm. opens, if this door opens and somehow this is not the guy, I think I'm going to put my name in the hat. And lo and behold, I remember the meeting where this, uh, some of the pastors came and said, hey, we've we've walked through things with this guy and we came to a mutual understanding that he was not the right fit at this time. And my heart leapt inside me and mm-hmm. I'm like, what is going on? Yeah. And so I went home to Nikki and just thinking there's no way she's going to want to do this because we both had talked about it and she just was very content to be a pastor's wife at this bigger church. And, and yet I found out that she actually was praying about it as well. Like, would you have us do this? So, uh, I went to the pastor the next day, uh, and just said, Hey, is there any reason why I shouldn't be the guy? You know, I was kind of hoping <laughs> that they would be able to say, no, you're not the guy we've already ruled you out. So I could just go on with my, with my life that I enjoyed. Right. And then he was like, no, there's no reason why we can't and why you shouldn't be. And so that just kind of things could just kind of snowball from there. Yeah. I'm going to um, I'm going to bring Nikki in right mm-hmm. at this point because uh, you wrote something for uh, the GCC website about this transitional point mm-hmm. um, going from the larger church in the larger city where you were established to a smaller uh, community, smaller church, different situation. I want you to describe some of the tension that you kind of talk about in that article mm-hmm. um, and and how that played, what what God did to bring you through it, but the reality of you having to deal with it. Talk us through some of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think it kind of goes back to just what I brought up and what Ben said that I was just very content where we were in Granger. Um, I loved being a part of Gospel City. Um, we struggled in our life when we were in Illinois for a lot of different reasons. And so when the Lord brought us kind of back home and we were in Granger, um, I just loved everything about our life there. So it was definitely not something that I was looking to leave or had any desire to leave. Um, So part of it for me, um, the Lord did like several small things along the way to kind of prep me for, um, this new transition for us. But one of the major things, um, I can remember a time that, um, one of the pastors on staff was just kind of kept talking to us about, like, I think God has more for Ben. And honestly, it kind of made me a little angry (laughs) when he was saying that, because I just felt like, what does that mean? Like we're serving God right now. What does that mean that there has to be more? And then um, 
the Lord kind of did something in my heart. It was one particular Sunday morning. Um, this was just a couple months before that day that Ben went in and kind of threw his name in the hat, as he called it. Um, he had come forward to like give the pastoral prayer that morning for our church. And when he got up, he just prayed with such boldness. It was Christ exalting. Um, there was just such like power in his words. And it was just kind of in that moment that I finally realized what Nathan was trying to kind of tell me. And I just felt like, okay, Lord, like I see that you're kind of calling him up to something else maybe. Um, So that was part of the journey of getting to the point where I would even consider saying yes. (laughs) Um, And then the Lord kept working and ultimately, yeah, it just came down to, we want to be where the Lord wants us to be. We believe that our life was bought with a price and it's not our own. And so the Lord gets to say where we go and what we do. And so he put us out here in Elkhart County. It's a much more kind of rural environment than Mm. I was used to. And um, what was that? Have you taken up deer hunting yet? Uh, No. (laughs) No, I've never been hunting, but I know a lot of people in our church like really appreciate things like that. And, um, (laughs) but yeah, I mean, some of the tensions that you kind of talked about, um, like I'm a big reader. I used to be a librarian. Um, I loved our library. We had a great library system in St. Joe County, and it was literally right down the street from my house. Um, Very convenient. I have five kids. We've predominantly homeschooled most of the way. So the library was like a huge deal to us. And then I moved out here (laughs) and the library is a good 15, 20 minute drive. It's really not convenient. I have late stuff all the time. (laughs) And yeah, it might seem small, but when you're a wife and a mom and you're used to your routines and things that you like to just kind of lay those things down and say, we're going to do something different now, it's not the easiest transition to make. Well, the, the reality is that all of us have those libraries you know, we yeah. all have that convenient point. We all have that thing or a couple of things that are irrationally important to us. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't have to make any sense to anybody else. It's important to us. And yeah. I think God, uh, God prunes us in, in some of those ways, um, whether it's testing or, or, you know, whatever the best biblical terminology is, um, to get us to surrender so that we can bear more fruit in uh, in a different locale sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ben, is there, have you, uh, have you experienced significant difference yet between being a campus pastor and being the, uh, the pastor of the new church plant? You know, it's, it's been, it's been very interesting. I I would say, first of all, I'm naturally a come under guy. So, you know, going back to why I had negative desire for being a church planner is because I'm just not naturally a strong 
run through the wall, take the lead kind of guy. So, so even as a campus pastor, even though I was preaching, I still had this come under mentality that honestly was hindering us as a church and hindering me as a leader. And so as soon as, as soon as we just cut the cords and said, you know, we're autonomous on September 13th, it really honestly freed me and has opened up like this new, this new avenue. And so it's certainly been a a drastic change in the sense of uh, I'm not answering to anybody else. I mean, the elder Mm -hmm. board I am, but I, I don't have anybody that's over me. I'm, you know, I'm equals now with anybody in the leadership of the church. And so, uh, it's, it's been quite the, quite the transition, but for the better, really. Mm-hmm. Um, let me ask you this. So you guys are part of GCC and gospel city is part of GCC, uh, and gospel city. And I don't know the whole history, but obviously there's some track record of church planting. I mean, two, two churches launching on the same day is no small. Right. <laughs> Um, what, what do you see as advantages of, or an advantage, you don't have to like reel off a list, but uh, of being in a network, uh, where there's care and where there's, uh, ideas and where there's training, uh, and where there's, you know, mutual friendships, what are some of the things that when you think of GCC as a network of churches that you're like, yeah, that's worth being in. Well, go ahead, Ben. (laughs) No, go ahead, Nick. You you started. Okay. Well, I was just going to say, um, So I've kind of elaborated on the fact that this was not something I ever saw us doing. I honestly do not think that I could have said yes to church planting apart from being in a network and apart from the GCC. Um, I just greatly value the relationships and just the support that's given, um, we had no desire to just kind of go off on our own and pull something together on our own. That's just not like how we're wired. And um, yeah, the support is just very life-giving. Yeah. Just to add to that too, I, when I was a, you know, associate pastor underneath a senior pastor, yeah, ministry is hard, but there's a whole new level of hardness when it comes to being the senior pastor that I've experienced. And, you know, your, your pool of people that you can be vulnerable and open to really shrinks. And I think, I think appropriately. So I, mean, I think there needs to be some vulnerability with your elders, but there's also a load that you're carrying that no one else can understand uh, unless they've walked through it. And so the yeah. biggest, mm-hmm. one of the biggest benefits for me is I have these other senior pastors who you know, they're, they almost laugh at me when I share their struggles, not, not to make fun, but just like, yep, that's exactly what it is. And, <laughs> and, and there's actually, there's actually great comfort in knowing, okay, there's these guys who know exactly what I'm going through. And so I can bring my burdens down. I can share my frustrations. And I think the beauty of it is it's not just, you're not just unloading your burdens. You know, I've, I have some pastors, Jamie Hart and Jamie Maxim. We try to get together monthly that we're, we're all within a, you know, actually Goshen is kind of in the middle between the three of us and we're able to get together and, you know, they're not letting me just spew without confronting me if I needed to. There's encouragement, there's exhortation. And so, man, I, I, I don't know how pastors do it who aren't a part of something like this. I mean, the ministry is so hard and so draining that you need some some shoulders that you can lean on, that you can just be yourself and you can lay these burdens out. So that that alone is is worth being a part of it is just to have that camaraderie. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. and just yeah, just to have people that have gone before us that have stayed the course. And um, as we come up against different things, we can go to them. And there's just such an encouragement for them to be able to say like, yes, you know, that's, it's not uncommon. We experience similar things and this is how we got through it. And just to come alongside us and pray with us and encourage us. Yeah. They, they've helped me keep my resignation letter. Stored away. <laughs> 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 so, Nikki, um, we're going to wrap up here in just a second, but uh, talk to talk to a wife who is listening to this, uh, who whose husband and she have uh, have surrendered. They, they've opened their hearts to the possibility that God might call them to plant a church. Um, what is the one thing uh, in kind of a warning that she should watch out for? And then what's the one thing that might be an unexpected blessing that she's not thinking about? Okay. Um, I think a warning that comes to mind, and this is something that we've learned through experience, um, is once the Lord has called you to it and you have determined that as a couple, um, there's going to be days that are hard and it will help your marriage not to kind of throw it back in your husband's face. (laughs) Um, You know, like, well, you're the one who wanted to do this um, kind of a thing. Like, (laughs) not that we've experienced that. (laughs) You're the one who's the library. We have. No, um, it's just not fair. Like you've determined as a couple that this is what God is calling you to be prepared that you're going to encounter difficulties. Um, but your husband needs you to stay the course too, and to stay encouraged in the Lord. And, um, yeah, you made the decision as a couple. And so you're in it as a couple. Um, so I guess that's just kind of the warning that comes to mind. Um, the blessing, one of the greatest blessings that I have found is just how much I love our people. Mm. And um, yeah, it's kind of surprised me because I loved the people that we went to church with before too. But um, there's somehow some kind of a difference. And I don't know if I can even really adequately explain it, but um I just love our flock. I love being with our people. Um, You know, when I think about like moving and kind of the struggles that I've had, like in the article that I wrote, um, those days are hard, but I always feel happy to be at church on Sunday mornings with our people. I always feel encouraged to be at small group with our people. Um, We've been able to host a lot um, in our home, just small group leaders, different people from church. And those times just really fill me. And then when the people leave, like I just look at Ben and just say like, I love being with our people. So that's been a great blessing for sure. All right, Ben, same questions for you, but talking to the, um, the fellow who thinks God might be calling him to plant a church. I would say first and foremost, your dependency has to be completely on the Lord. 
that's kind of the Sunday school answer, but that really is the answer. And if he's called you to it, then he will equip you. And so that was, that's been super helpful to me right there. He, God doesn't call the equipped, he equips the called. And so Mm -hmm. if, especially for those who are having this desire, but they just kind of looked at their giftedness and think there's no way I could do this. Uh, lean into those around you, get feedback. I mean, that was certainly part of our process of, okay, I, I have this desire, but I look at my gifting and I think I'm way better as a under shepherd than a, the main shepherd. But mm-hmm. uh, but ultimately, the Lord put the call in my life. And if there's no call, I mean, that, that I would warn anybody, don't just do it because you want to. But if the Lord calls you, he's going to equip you with what you need to. And then and then the Lord does things and you, and you sit back and you're like, how, how does, how does this even happen? How, how do these doors even open unless the Lord's in it? Just to give you kind of some blessings that we've seen in our, like faith. I feel like I've just stumbled through this whole process of planting this church. <laughs> and, but, but yet I've seen God's faithfulness and right. his approval of the call. You know, when, when uh, COVID hit, uh, we were basically out of a building. Uh, we were getting kicked mm-hmm. out anyway. And the only other option we had was this warehouse that nobody was excited about. And it was away from people. It wasn't and, a good location. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was a lot further away from where we were. Actually, the, one of the elders we just installed was like, I'm not sure we can stay if this is where we're going to be long term. So there was just wow. a lot of heaviness. One or two weeks into to covid hitting and shutting down the church for a while we get a call from a church where we're at now saying hey we have this building uh it's vacant right now and we want to rent it to you for pretty cheap and it's yours to have to use all week long and so god's provided that for us in the midst of where i felt like are we going to survive as a church and god's like yes because i'm the one in control not you yeah and and then also even just yesterday uh we offered a guy to be our worship pastor who is a guy who is a pastor. We can't afford part a uh, full time where he said we could do we can do part time. And by God's grace, he's accepted that call. And so we are getting a quality uh worship pastor who's been doing it for a while. And it just, you know, God just shows up and he just shows yeah. up yeah. time and time again. And that's just that's just been amazing. Even this morning is reflecting on God's goodness uh despite my humanity. <laughs> yeah. That's fantastic. Well, guys, thanks so much for, uh, for hanging out today and, uh, telling a little bit of your story and, uh, a little bit of God's story and what he's doing in your life. And, Amen. um, I know that we're going to be excited to hear, uh, what all he does in, uh, in gospel community in Elkhart County. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Thank you so much thanks for having us. For hanging out. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Thank you for listening to launch the GCC podcast. If you haven't subscribed already, why not take a moment to do that in your favorite podcast app? Also rate and review the podcast. When you get a moment that helps us with search results and recommend us to your friends, maybe other pastors that you know, will benefit from the content from this podcast. Also, don't forget to check out our website. If you haven't done that already, it's gccollective.org. That's gccollective.org. And there's a lot of helpful information. There's articles, There's how you can join the GCC, whether a church planter or an existing church, and plenty of other content that'll help you grow spiritually and encourage you in your leadership journey.